This is Dead Stick Radio, episode 23, recorded live at AirVenture on Wednesday, July 27, 2022. The Alberta Air Tours. We have a bit of a special episode for you today. Scott and I have been involved in a set of air tours that started in 2020 at the beginning of COVID. The tours consist of a few dozen airplanes flying to several local airports to show the benefits of general aviation. At every stop, we're welcomed by usually hundreds of locals who come out and take a look at our airplanes. This year at AirVenture in Oshkosh, we were asked to give an interview in front of the entire crowd, so I recorded it. We got interrupted several times by airplanes taking off, and there's a bit of an echo from the sound system. So close your eyes and visualize thousands of airplanes around you with a Ford Trimotor taking off. Here's our interview. Enjoy. Good afternoon again from the announcer's stand. This is Greg Thomas, and we've loaded up the stand this afternoon. You know, we're only an hour away from the air show, and so we want to get everybody in here. Our friends to the north in Canada, we have four guests with us here today. And Eldon, I'm going to let you introduce the guests here, though. So with us is Eldon Jezdal, and Eldon is a big part of our communications team here. Thanks for being with us, and you came with uh, this idea. Well, not exactly. I'm going to shortly introduce you to, uh, to Dina, Dina Jamaz. She's an air traffic controller in, at the Villanova Airport in Edmonton. And we have Brian Murray, who is a uh, social media expert, an IT expert. He does a lot of other things. And we have Eric O'Connor, Major Eric O'Connor, uh, a retired uh, Air Force pilot. Uh, Actually, still current. Not retired. <laughs> still current. Still current. Okay. And uh, we have folks who aren't here. Now we have Shane Getson, who is a, he's like a senator, but we call him an, an MLA, but we'll call him Senator Getson for today. Um, we have two other people that have joined the team, Ronan and Travis, and Carrie Busse, who is also joined the team as a volunteer. Very good, Elvin. Nice introductions. We're talking about the Alberta Air Tours. That's correct. And this is something that was spawned several years ago. Dina, let's go to you first of all here. And uh, just tell us how this whole thing got started. Well, start off, thank you for having us here today. This is my first time at Oshkosh, and I'm so excited. It's everything I thought it would be. Fantastic. So the Air Tours started off uh, as a result of COVID. So something good came out of COVID. Uh, El Zeldin said, I'm an air traffic controller. So I was sitting up there in the tower one day and there's not a single thing moving in the sky. And I thought to myself, how am I going to keep these pilots out of trouble? So <laughs> I called up Eldon and I said, Eldon, what are we going to do? And he says, well, why don't we uh, get some people together and brainstorm uh, how to do something? And uh, so he pulled together these amazing people that he introduced me to. And together we came up with this idea to get together a whole bunch of uh, airplanes. Uh, while you're with yourself and, and your family member in an airplane, you're safe from COVID, you're safely distancing, yet we can still get together 30 airplanes and go visit some communities and keep it that way. Well, this turned into something way bigger and better. It's super <laughs> exciting. And uh, I want to plant one thing in this before I hand the mic over to for the rest of the team here to talk about it. I'm an air traffic controller, and I just want to do a big shout out to all the women in aviation that are here today. And just remember, every single time you tell a young girl about aviation, you just made her world bigger and better. Very good. That, that's great, Dina. And you're right, we've had all kinds of women uh, today in aviation events going on. And so you'll see a lot of the women walking the grounds with their pink shirts on. It's, yes, it's great to see them. Um, may I just ask a personal question? What got you involved in aviation? Uh, 
I guess it was uh, my dad in an airplane when I was quite young, and he took me up, and I just about threw up, and I hated it. However, <laughs> about 15 years later, all of a sudden I had an epiphany that I wanted to be a pilot. So I went and started my pilot training, and then became an air traffic controller to pay for it. So, <laughs> okay. So, you know, those are great stories to have. <laughs> Brian, let's move over to you. You're the technology person. Do you fly? I do, I do fly. fly. This is actually my first time flying into Oshkosh here, so I was in on uh, Sunday, and that, uh, that fisk arrival was um, something else. <laughs> yep. And what do you fly? I, I fly a Lake Buccaneer, and uh, fully amphibious. I love that plane, and uh, it's a little slower than most of the planes out here, but I very much enjoy it. I, I, the way I like to put it is, it means I get to fly. I get to fly a lot longer. I get to fly more. <laughs> Well, there's some very fast planes here, so you don't want to compare to some of these that are zooming by all the time. Okay, and then have you flown into the air tour stops? Yeah, absolutely. So I've, I've taken part in all of the air tours, and uh, one of the things we always we like to we like to bring to all the airports is kind of the economic benefit. Um, so a lot of a lot of little small airports up in, in Canada are kind of feeling a lot of pressure. They're, they're, they're kind of falling apart. Uh, there's one particular one we flew into several times called Mayerthorpe. And the first time I flew into there, so I did kind of the um, pre-flight. I, I kind of do a, a pie rep for all the other all the other pilots. And we flew into I flew to Mayerthorpe and the airport was in it was in rough shape. It was there was holes in the in the taxiway, the grass wasn't cut, the 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 um, uh, the FBO or not I guess it wasn't really an FBO, it was like a, a clubhouse was basically like it was falling apart. There was nothing nothing that a pilot would want to fly in there for. And it was just gonna continue that way. So when we actually flew in there for the first air tour, we noticed um, there was a there was a group of people, a whole group of people there were suddenly got really interested in aviation and and then by the next year, we ended up flying into that same airport again. Uh, the, the local community had seen what we had done, seen how we brought a whole bunch of people in together in, into that airport, and they, they invested a whole bunch of money. Suddenly, all those holes in the in the taxiway were all paved over. The grass was cut. They completely refurbished the uh, the clubhouse there, and uh, and it looked it just looked absolutely incredible. So some of these airports just don't really realize the kind of economic benefit that they can actually get from these. And uh, and uh, Copa did a. Um, uh, uh, so the Canadian Owners and Pilots. Okay, yeah, tell us who Copa is. Yeah, the Canadian Owners and Pilots Association out of Canada, they did an economic study in Canada. Now, keep in mind, Canada is about one-tenth the size of, of the U.S. in terms of population, even though we're, we're, we're bigger. So we have a very low population density. But they found that, um, that the direct economic benefits are somewhere around $9.3 billion in general aviation. That's not including uh, any kind of military flying and not including any kind of scheduled flying. So there's no airline, that doesn't include airlines, it doesn't include military flying. It's $9.3 billion of economic benefit. Uh, that was a number I was not expecting. I was expecting to be much lower than that. So it's it's kind of incredible what, what kind of economic benefits that general aviation has. That's great, thanks Brian. Let's go over to Eric. Eric, uh, do you fly uh, um, GA? Yeah, so I'll correct Eldon there because I still fly the F-18. I teach on the F-18. I'm a 12-year uh, instructor pilot on the F-18 in Canada with the Royal Canadian Air Force. But I'm a huge, um, huge believer in general aviation. I, I own an F-1 rocket. I own also an RV-6. And uh, I, I try to promote general aviation as, as much as I can wherever I go different places. People always try to compare you know, what I fly for work, which is the F-18 compared to the rocket, and I tell them that the freedom I have flying the rocket is far superior than the, 
that I want to have with the F-18. The amount of the paperwork to get an F-18 somewhere is extreme. And if I take my rocket, it's sort of one phone call away to my wife, and I'm good to go. Um, but I got involved because, as Dina said, it, it got really big. It got really popular. And when you start putting 40 airplanes in the same piece of sky without proper coordination, it gets to be dangerous. So on my side job as a military pilot, I'm also the director of operation of the Cold Lake Air Show, and I'm also the air boss for the Cold Lake Air Show. I air boss in Canada multiple shows. So I, I come from a, a background of coordination and large-scale exercise. So this was actually a, a fairly simple task. The big, ta the big challenge for me was to convince all the civilian pilots of the way military pilots operate, a very regimented, very scheduled and organized uh, process. So when you have 40 airplanes, you have to have some sort of way to delineate how we're gonna schedule them to depart and how we're gonna plan them to arrive at an airport. So basically, being from an airshow background myself, I planned it with thinking about three air shows that we're gonna visit. We're gonna go first, air, first airport, I'm gonna brief all the pilots, and then those air, the subsequent airport, everybody's gonna have a, a scheduled time of departure or a group, and then everybody will follow the same flow for arrival to make sure it's safe. So it takes a lot of coordination and uh, a lot of organization also with the, uh, the actual uh, hosting airport. So we came up with a set of guidelines to these airports that are gonna post us, and they're very similar guidelines to what you would see in their show, you know, like crowd, uh, crowd safety, uh, making sure that nobody goes into the maneuvering area uh, while aircraft are, 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 are cruising around or tra uh, taxiing. We have ground marshalers and so on, and proper parking spots. Um, the briefing itself was very much like a military-style briefing. I have 40 pilots there, and they're being uh, told exactly what they're going to do. And uh, you'll have the first time set one or two people that are going to start raising their hand, they have the good idea fair, but you got to shoot them down pretty quick because we have to have a plan and we have to follow the plan as, as it's later. So um, we had, like I said, the last couple of years, it, it, it became so big that we needed to do something. And the last one that we just did was so well received. Uh, the way we did it basically is I, I separated the groups in four different categories. We got the faster than 160 knots, we got you know the 140 to 160, and uh, down to the slowest uh, guys like uh, Brian here. <laughs> Can I say, uh, it's yes. funny to watch uh, when Eric did the first pilot debrief for us, when Eric first came aboard, and thank you again. Uh, all the pilots weren't ready for this kind of debrief, so they're all sitting listening. And you could see them getting more and more straight in the back and more and more alert and whoa. And they're flipping through the pages and then they have so much respect for what you did. But at the end of the debrief, Eric says, you all ready? And everyone's like, yep. And he goes, you, what happens if the guy in front of you blows the tire and you have to overshoot? Well, this guy's eyes went huge and thank God he answered correctly, but everybody sure listened. I think it puts you on your toes because the military, when we plan something, at the end what we're going to do is we're going to make sure that uh, we confirm that the plan has been done. So after the briefing, I want to make sure that people understood the plan. And the big safety issues for me is that, I mean, you got a, a train of 40 airplanes following each other. If an airplane lands and it's got a flat tire, I want to make sure that 
it's not you know 35 planes that are bunching up all at the same location so sometimes you do that once and then they know after that they need to listen the question for any of you here even you Eldon, how many public use airports are there in alberta right now at approximately I don't have I don't have the number of public use airports. All I have is the number of uh, GA planes and cash out. But, but uh, there is there is a sizable amount. Um, so in was it the 60s or 70s in Canada, the Canadian government decided to put out a whole bunch of brand new airports. Because the idea was back then, uh, if they could uh, take people off of, off of vehicles and into airplanes, you know, airplanes are starting to get affordable and and, uh, and available. So the idea was well everybody can now own an airplane and if you need to travel across the country instead of driving you can just fly well obviously you know airplane costs have started going up instead of down and uh, that kind of all fell apart but there is a lot of airports out there uh, and there's a lot of them that are kind of falling to the wayside okay we already have one um, air tour this year there's a second one scheduled is that correct yes there's a second one scheduled for southern alberta we're going to start in the medicine hat and uh, have breakfast. And then we're going to fly to a town called Weissinger. We're going to have lunch. Correction, we're going to have lunch in Claire's home. And we're going to have dinner at Weissinger. So it's, they're all within 40, 45 minutes of each other. It's easily achievable. And uh, I mean, the first year we had to eat seven times. Um, I, I want to say one thing. I forgot to mention Scott Holmes. Scott Holmes is a um, Formula One race driver of Reno, and uh, I want to make sure that he gets mentioned. He's the youngest very in North America. The youngest in North America, isn't he? North America. Yeah. Oh, he's quite the guy. You know, if uh, if you come here from a small airport around the states or a small town, it's such a fun thing to organize an air tour to come to your town. You bring in all the townspeople, you have a farmer's market, you have a jumpy tent for the kids, you have a show and shine, you have a, you know the market people from your community that are selling wares, and all these aircraft come in and hundreds of people come out. So it's like a fair. And it doesn't really, it, like the pilots, it, there's no, we don't charge the pilots anything. We just accept the hundreds of dollars they pay in gas. Sure. We don't charge that. So it's a great way to bring the communities together. Wow. One thing I noticed at the first one in the northern tour, the road adjacent to the runway was absolutely jammed with cars, just watching 40 airplanes land and take off. Well, it's not something you see every day. That's right. So the, the tour, you know, like it's growing and it's growing and, and obviously we're getting to the point right now there's so much attention to it and people don't want to be part of it that we're, we're almost going to be able to select now because we want to limit the amount of people going in. And the last debrief I did on the tour in June, I've actually asked how many people want to do an overnight because that the future plan for us next year will be, we're going to take these 40 airplanes and go on the road. So our third stop will be an overnight stop where now I can enjoy a beer with the fellow pilot and talk about you know our great flying. And, and the next day, we're going to do three airports coming back. So it'll, the next year event will be a weekend event. Well, what a great way to get a community in, in behind aviation, behind that airport, like you were saying, Brian, that probably needs a little help, and uh, just get some excitement going after COVID. So that's wonderful. All four of you, thank you for sharing your story and 
I know that there's a lot of Canadian pilots here. Um, yes, they, Alberta. Yep, Alberta. So uh, I'm sure you're connected in some way, shape, or form. But uh, get involved in this, and, and uh, thank you for sharing this. This has been awesome. So our guests here during the 1.30 hour, Dina Jamez, Brian Murray, Eric O'Connor, and Elda Jizdal. Thank you all, and good luck in the future stops wherever you go. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you.